Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. I'm going to jump into a, a new series, amen, uh, to establish some things in the house, amen. And so uh, this series is going to really describe and we want you, I want you guys to all understand of who we are as Praise Chapel, amen. Of course, our vision is win, build, serve, send. Our motto is what? Real faith, real change. Real faith, real change. Amen. You got to have real faith. Somebody say real faith. real faith. Somebody say real change. Real I mean, it only comes through faith in Christ that brings change in us. Amen. Come on. It's, it's grace, His mercy, and what God has done on that cross. Amen. But, but we're here to win uh, the lost. Amen. We're here to build disciples. We're here to serve in the local church, and we're here to send or plant new ministries, new churches, amen. That's, that's, that's who we are, and we need to be reminded of who we are. There are new people in the church. Come on, if, if you've been here less than five years, I want you to stand up. Less than five years. Amen. Come on. Praise the Lord. Come on. If, you, if you've been less than ten years, stand up. You're ten? Hallelujah. So there's some new people, there's some old people. How many have been here for a long time? Just stand up. <laughs> if you've been here for a long time, yeah, I will. I've been here too long, amen. No. <laughs> praise. Go on, get, grab a seat, amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise, amen. I mean, there's, there's young, and what I'm saying, there's young, there's old. And so through the course of everything, we kind of lose some, some value, especially what's taken place uh, these last couple of years with COVID and in everything that's hit our lives, amen, and hit our world, really. It's hit our world, changed our world, everything around us, amen. And so that, that was a distraction. Now, let me know that COVID was a distraction from the enemy. Come on, he came to distract, he came to close down, he came to destroy, he came to do those things, but he did not shut us down, and we're still here today. But through the course of that, we've been affected. Come on, somebody say amen. It's okay to agree with that. I mean, we've been affected through that. I was affected. I got hit with it. I got sick. I got. I was hospitalized. These things happened, and, and God pulled me out. God, God bless the Lord. Amen. And, and healed me. Amen. And so there's others that come out, and there's others that we have lost. Amen. Through this time. Amen. But there has been some change in it. You know, and sometimes we it, it's kind of knocked us down, and it's kind of isolated a few people. There's still people that have not come back. Amen. They're they're online. Churchers, uh, their uh, viewers now today, amen. And of course, all that is great, amen. That uh, avenue of reaching the world, but it, it 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 got us from being connected. And so, through the course of that, we kind of forget what's our mission, where are we going to, what's our vision. And the vision during those times was just to survive. <laughs> Come on, right, man? I just want to make it a day, amen. I just want to survive. And so we went to survival mode instead of trusting mode. And trusting God, amen. Because God is still God. Doesn't matter what circumstances in our life, God is still faithful. And, and, and He got us, and He got us through, and we still remain because of Him. 
not because of me or my wife or anybody in this place. It's all about Jesus. And so he is the sustainer of our faith. He is everything for us. And so we need to go back to who we are. If we are going to cross over, we need to know what we're crossing over to. And so we, we need to know what our, okay, we're, we're, we're here. What do we do now? So we got to have vision. We got to have understanding. We have to have our, our model. We have to, we have to look some, somewhere that's going to drive us. Amen. And so uh, I, I want to hit on the drivers of Praise Chapel. For you that are new to even to the fellowship, you know, who is Praise Chapel? And so we're, we're over 45 years strong. Hallelujah. We're, we have churches all over the world where we, we got probably around 4,500 churches. Uh, you know, so we you see this little church, little work, but we're part of a big work. And so, like I said, we got missionaries. We got a church in Iraq. Hallelujah. We got church in Syria, Turkey. Amen. We're, we're, we're expanding. We're in over 35 plus nations right now speaking on that. And so we, we are a part of a big fellowship. And sometimes we can just look at PCLV and this is our little church. No, this is, we're part of a big church. Amen. And so we don't believe in just keeping it big. We plant churches and that's what we're here. We were, we're a church plant. Out of, out of the, all the conference that I just talked about that's coming in March. Amen. That's where we got planted out of. And so the vision was to win, build, and send. That's the vision of Praise Chapel. Uh, and so we, we won. We got one over. I got discipled and we got sent. And we started this church here that's now going 22 years strong. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're raising disciples. We're, we got pastors in the house. Amen. And God has given us some things. So, we need to be reminded of our drivers. So I want I feel it's important for us to know who is Praise Chapel, who are we, what is our vision, and everything else. And so this is something that we need to establish before we start to cross over and we get on the other side of the Jordan and start doing what God has called us to do. Can somebody say amen? And so we, we need to know that, amen. And so uh, and so I want to name this series, amen, and tie it's entitled What Drives us. What drives us? Amen. And today I want to minister on the first driver. Amen. Which is we are looking or we are searching for somebody. We're searching for somebody. I want you to turn to the book of Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. Ezekiel twenty-two thirty. 30. Now I'm reading now the New Living Translation. But it goes like this, I look for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I search for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so that I wouldn't have to destroy the land, but I found no one. Amen? I found no one. Sister Bloom, can you do me a favor? Can you stand up and pray for this, for this message today in this series? Hallelujah. Father, and its season full of 
fruit, Father, of righteousness for one another and for this land. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Come on, right here in the book of Ezekiel, God says that he's looking for someone. He's searching for someone. Amen. God is on a, a manhunt, and he's looking for someone that will give their lives to the cause of rebuilding the torn walls of righteousness. He's searching for someone that will stand in the gap. But here in our text, it says that he found no one. He's, this speaks of the corruption of people at that time in history that was showing that no one at that time was living righteous. Of course, we know that there's a span of 400 years that there was silence. Remember? Hallelujah. So there was church leaders, disciples, uh, churchgoers. All of them failed. No one was able to save it from its destruction. No one was, no one cared enough to pray. No one cared enough to seek God's mercy. They were all involved in their own lives, living politically correct, hallelujah, living unholy. Kind of like the church today. Come on, everyone wants to go to heaven, right? Anybody want to go to heaven? Raise your hand. But listen, nobody wants to die for the cause. Who wants to die? Oh. <laughs> I want to go to heaven. You want to die? Nope. <laughs> See, no, nobody wants to die for the cause. Amen. No one wants to serve. No one wants to get involved because you have to die to self. In John chapter 12, 24, it says this, I tell you the truth, a grain of wheat must fall to the ground and die to make many seeds. But if it never dies, it only remains a single seed. In the kingdom of God, church, you must die in order to live. I want you to grab that. You must die. Say, I must die. In order to live. And so we must die to self and we must in order to live spiritually. Jesus says that in order to really live, amen, we must die. Die to self, live a life of sacrifice. If Jesus, Jesus hadn't died, amen, there would be no resurrection. Come on, there, there would be no Easter Sunday. There would be no Easter or Sunday celebration, amen. And the same is, goes with you and I, amen. Unless we die, we really never really live. Some of the most rewarding times in my life have come through death. Giving up something for God, dying to this flesh, or stepping out in faith. Philippians 1.21 says this, for me, say for me, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. See, in order to gain, in order to receive, in order to live, you must die. I really want you to let that sink. You must die. And I'm not talking physical death here, church. We're not going to line you up outside and say, okay, shoot. Hallelujah. <laughs> We're not doing that. Amen. We're not talking this kind of death, but you have to die to self in order to really live for Christ. Amen. Everything within self has to die. Amen. If you truly, listen, if you truly want to live. Amen. Like I said, 
most people never allow themselves the opportunity to experience this rewarding times, amen. People rather settle for safety. People rather settle for comfort or security. People want to stay in the daily routine. Come on, somebody. People are predictable. People don't like stepping out. Come on. You know, I want to go to church. I just want to be comfortable. I just want to sit right here. I just want to hear the message. I just want to get my ties, and I want to go home. That's it. I don't want to get involved. Don't ask me to get involved. Don't ask me to even take out the trash because I won't. I don't want to. I just, I just want to come to church. Is that okay? Come on. See, people are like that. They're not, this is not, this is not the life God saved us for. We're not to be saved to sit in our seats. Come on, we're here to share the word of God. We're here to, we're all called evangelists here. Come on, somebody. You're all an evangelist. You're all to, to go tell somebody about Jesus, amen. So there are things that we cannot keep to ourselves in order for this to grow, in order to reach the world that we live in that, that desperately needs Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, what's happening in Ashbury College, amen. Come on, God is pouring out his spirit, amen, upon a young generation that desperately needs God right now. There's a revival that's breaking out, amen, that needs to overflow. They had to die to themselves. And hopefully they, they, something's captured. People get saved and some transformation takes place. But God is showing himself evident in the world today. God wants to move and he wants to pour out his spirit. In the last days, the Bible says, I will pour out my spirit, says the Lord, upon all flesh. And right now he's pouring it out upon a younger generation that needs it, that's lost and confused, amen. And for some of us to be reminded who we need to call out to. So we, we need the old folks to get up, amen, and say, you know what? It's time to pray. It's time to war. Come on, somebody. Come on, just like Sister Anna was saying. Come on, I, we need to declare. We need to plead, amen. We need to just start start, start just naming all kinds of things that come down and say, come on, God, move in the name of Jesus. Prodigals are coming home, church. Come on, your sons, your daughters that are lost and bound, amen. Uh, come on, those that are bound by drugs, God's going to break those chains uh, and set them free, church. Uh, because why? There is power in the blood of Jesus. But we have to die in order to gain. Somebody say, say it starts with me. See, it, it, it must get God up in the heavens to shake his head to see the great potential in his creation to turn away from opportunities to impact a world. It must shake his head when we say no. He says, go tell them I love you, and you go, no, I'm not. It must shake his head. Man, there's a great opportunity. I'm lining you up. and man, This person needs to hear from me. No one's around. I need you to tell them I love them. Searching for someone. In man's pursuit for security, he often settles for the ordinary, which leads to spiritual corruption and immoral acts. This is not what God created us for, church. He created us for greatness. Come on, somebody. He gave us power. He gave us love. He gave us a sound mind. And, he, and with that church comes authority. Come on, you got authority. Somebody say, I got authority. I got authority. Devil, get out of here. 
Come on, you can huff and puff all you want. Get, get out. Tell the devil, get out. Come on, we have the authority, church. Come on, he can't huff and puff and bring fear into our house. That's why we have to plead the blood of Jesus over our house. Amen. We got to ask the, the guardian angels to protect us. Amen. And say, devil, you have no part here. Devil, get your hands off my kids. Devil, go, go, go. Get out. You have that authority if you have the confidence in God. Come on, you can stand and believe that God is going to come through. Amen. I'm going to receive that report. I'm going to receive the port, the report of the Lord. Amen. His report is good for us, church. Hang on to what is good. Can somebody say amen? We're made to live out God's will for our lives. A courageous, faith-filled life. Hallelujah. Come on, God doesn't save us to be wimps. He, he saved us to be full of a courage and authority. Come on, just like Paul and Silas, these men have the courage. And I don't care. You can lock me up, amen. You can tell me whatever you're going to do, but I'm still going to sing. I'm going to still praise my God. Come on, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you can throw me in the fire. I don't care. Come on, the God that I serve will save us. Amen. And even if he doesn't, I will not bow down and give in to this world. You got to make up your mind. Tell your neighbor, make up your mind. You got to make up your mind. Come on, you can't play. You Don't come playing church. This is not a time to play church. This is a time to get serious with God and start to live holy for God because God is coming back, church. Come on, as I know it's been said for years, amen, but we're getting closer every year. Come on, let me tell you, turn on the TV, the disasters and everything that it's in the Bible right now is coming to pass right now. Wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, all that is happening because God is preparing to come back, church, and pick up his church. Come on, these are the pains, amen. And God says, I need a church that is ready, a church that is holy, a church that's united in one, amen. That's what he's looking for. It's not time to play. Come on. Once you fall in love with the creator, come on, church. What more do you want? What more do you need? Man, if I got Jesus, I got everything. <laughs> come on, you can keep this whole world. Give me the Savior, hallelujah. Come on, that's all we need is Jesus. Yet we still search. We still look like we need something and God was it. The cross was enough. When he said it's finished, it's finished. That's who we need to cling on to. Come on, somebody say amen. God would never ask something of us that could be accomplished by our own ability. Instead, he offers his ability working through us. Come on, he uses the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. Come on, somebody. He gives us the faith to overcome the opposition. Listen, when we truly give our lives to him. When we accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, we invite him in to be Lord and Savior of our life. With that comes authority. With that comes the power, church, to do and overcome anything that you're struggling. Because if it's Jesus on the inside, then he's working on the outside, and then he brings change in our lives, church. We got to invite Jesus, and we got to keep Jesus in there. 
Come on, the thing is that today, people invite them for a Sunday, and Monday they kick them out. Come on. We, we live and do what we want to do the rest of the week, and all of a sudden, oh, Wednesday's here. Where's Jesus? Oh, come on, Jesus. And we put it on, amen. He's not to be put on and take off. He's to be a choice that you make every day. He said, God, I need you. I put you on. I want you with me. God, I know, Father, there's a day that I'm going to face. I need your strength today because I know me. Come on, you know you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And some of us know you, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, girl, you need Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, come on, speak the truth and shame the devil, right? <laughs> Pastor Abraham, hallelujah. Come on, we are not the only generation, church, that have problems. Come on, we're not the only generation right now that's living below God's standards. See, Jesus encountered a group of guys fishing uh, that were living below their standard. Uh, and God, if God had not called them, if Jesus had not called them and convinced them, amen, they would have all just died experiencing nothing in life but just catching fish. In Matthew chapter 4, 19, he tells them, he said to them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Come on, I can just see Peter that day saying, where are we going, Jesus? And Jesus turning around and smiling and says, you know what? We're going to change the world. Come on, somebody. See, that's what we need to do is praise chapel. Where are we going, pastor? Where are we going, brother? Oh, we're going to go change the world. Come on, where are we going, sister? We're going to change the world. Come on, I'm not here to come to church, play church. I'm here to change the world. I'm here to be used by Christ, amen. I'm here to reach my neighbor. I'm here to reach my coworker. I'm here to reach those on the corner, amen. I'm here to let them know that Jesus loves them. I'm here to change and rock this world. Can somebody say amen? Jesus wants to pour his life and heart into those who will respond. When he called his disciples, he offered them front row seat to the supernatural. Oh, my Lord. Front row seat to see people delivered from different bondages. Come on. Lives were changed. The blind started to see. Death ears were opened. And the dead were rising up. Amen. So much more that they saw by following Christ. They were the first to see prostitutes and others that were rejected by society and turn their lifestyle of sin and become productive followers in Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Church, that front row seat is still available today. Come on. We, my wife and I, have seen lives changed in this place in the last 22 years. Uh, bondages of life being broken, blind seen, deaf hearing, amen, and those rejected by society now living a productive life and being affected in the kingdom of God. Where are they, you may say? They're sitting right in front of me. It's you, hallelujah. Come on, if God changed you, give him some praise, hallelujah. Woo! Come on. Come on, we got any ex-cons in the place? Come on, any ex-drug addicts in the place? 
any ex-alcoholics in the house. Come on, God, change you. Come on, God, change you. We are changed. We are changed. We are changed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, that was me, but not anymore. <laughs> Tell you, not me no more. Come on. Listen, church, listen. Tell your neighbor, listen. The only requirement, listen, the only requirement, live to die and die to live. And your experience is life-changing power that we all stood up for. Doesn't, it doesn't stop when we come to the altar. When we come to the altar, it's the beginning of the transformation in our lives. God can do a quick work. God can do anything he wants to do, church. He knows each and every one of us. He knows what needs to be done quickly. He knows what, who are, who's playing up here, too. Just because you come to the altar doesn't mean you're sincere. God knows. And so if, it's, if you are sincere, then God will bring a change. If you're not, there's not going to be no change. It's the truth. But if you come with the intention, God, I want change in my life, then God will bring the change that he needs in your life. When I came, I was desperate. My life was falling apart. My marriage was falling apart, amen. My wife was about to leave me. I'm bound. I'm, drug, I'm, a, I'm a drug addict, alcoholic, all this stuff, whatever it is. I, that was me. I was the lowest of the low, amen. But when I came to the altar, I said, God, if you can change anyone, if you can do what your word says to do, I'm going to believe in that. I'm going to step into that. I'll give you my life, but I want to see you work. Amen. Woo. Woo. Yeah. But I had enough faith to believe that he can do it. And when I said, okay, give me your life, son, I said, here it is, God. It's broken. It's all messed up. Amen. I don't know if you can use this person, but I don't care. I just want to get saved. And I just want my marriage. And I want to just be whole once again. Can you fix me? And he says, give me your life and watch what I do. <laughs> Woo! Mic drop. I'm right here. You can see what he did. Over going almost 30 years now, I said that, I gave my life, and I never drank again. Amen. Never dabbled in drugs. I never, God did a miracle in my life because why? I was serious. And he proved himself, and I fell in love with my creator. Oh, I fell in love with my best friend, the Holy Spirit. And I started to understand what the Son did for me. He can do it for you, church. Come on. Don't limit your God. Don't put God as a small little God hanging right here on a chain. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. That you kiss every once in a while. Come on. That's not my God. That's not my God. My God's too big for me to carry. My God's the one that lives inside of me. You, you, you understand the bigness of God. Don't, don't, don't. Don't limit God. He's huge. He's big. And he can handle anything that you give him. He's looking for someone that will believe that. Jesus offers this to everyone. Somebody say, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> Anyone that offers it to 
Everyone, the whole world. He says, for God so loved the world. Come on, he just say, for God so loved the Mexicans. <laughs> no, for God so loved the world, all mankind, every person, every color. He loves the world. And Jesus offers everyone he's in contact with to live a life of greatness, and he still offers it today. Come on, this wasn't something back in the 80s or this revival or that revival. No, it's, it's offered today. He offers it to the world today. John chapter 14, 12 to 18 says this. I tell you the truth. Whoever believes in me will do the same things I do. Those who believe will do great, even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And if you ask for anything in my name... I will do it for you so that the Father's glory will be shown through his Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. If you love me, you will obey my commands. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him because, because it does not see him or know him, but you know him. Because he lives with you, and he's with you, and he'll be with you. I will never leave you alone like orphans, and I will come back to you. Here in our text in John 12, 24, amen, that I started off with, it states that a life has to die to itself. It has, it has great results, great potential when you do that, when you start to die to self and let him live in you. This death to self principle was the strength of Paul's ministry. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says this, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is I that no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of, the, of, of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Come on. In the word of God, church, death always brings life. Paul was saying that when he died to self, come on, a new faith, a new life of faith took over in him. And it was, it was then that he was able to impact the world around him and do some amazing things for God. Paul, come on, Paul, once he did that, something happened inside of him. Faith took over and he was used powerfully for the kingdom of God. But you have to die in order to live. Listen, church, if you are not living right now, then you have not died. If you're living in struggle, you're living to things and bondages, you have not died. You're not free. That's why you'll struggle and you'll continue to struggle until you die to self. We, 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 we have to die to this old flesh, church. Come on. You can't do what you want to do anymore once you give your life to Jesus. That's why you got to make up your mind. That's why we don't pull nobody. We don't push nobody. Nobody. God wants you to come on your own. You come on your own. And when you come on your own, be serious with God. And when you're serious with God, he'll be serious with you. The Bible says you draw to him and he draws to you. So when you draw to him with the full intent that I want change in my life, I want 
I want the struggle broken. I don't want to be this anymore. I don't want to think like this anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to jive and connive anymore. All of a sudden, when you take that step of faith, then he takes that, he takes that step towards you, and then he comes inside of you, and then faith takes over. Come on, you, 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 you something happens. That's what that's what I experience. I experienced a miracle in my life. From one day being an alcoholic to the next moment not being. That's the power of God. Because I had the intention and I was serious with my life. I was done with that past life. I was done. If he didn't fix this, I was still done with that. I want this. I want her. (laughs) But God, if I can't have her, I still want you. I was in love with God. So I was going to change my life in either way. But because of her and because of our marriage is what drew, drew me to him. Are you understanding? There are things in your life that draw, draw you to God. And so once you identify that what it is, then God brings the freedom. You don't struggle no more. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? But, so, but why are there so many Christians struggling? They're not dying to self. You got to make up your mind. Can't play church. That's why I say you can't play church. You can't just come here all holy, holy, and then you're already planning what you're going to do tomorrow. You know what I'm talking about. You know. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we want to do things. That's why Paul says, I got to die to myself every day. I got, I got to die to myself every day because I'm this. If I don't die to myself every day, I know how this flesh can take over. Come on. We all fall short of God's glory. Come on, somebody. Come on. I can bring somebody up here. I can bring a brother right here, and I can push him real hard. If he didn't pray up, he wouldn't attack me. (laughs) But if he's prayed up, he said, okay. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to see the brother flesh out right now. (laughs) Hmm, I'm not saying that you want to go like that, but something has to grab you. Come on. It's just like someone passing you by and giving you that number one sign. <laughs> After you cut them off, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you're safe, save, you won't pay attention to that. You're safe, save. I'm talking safe, save. Not save, but save, save. You got to be safe, save. You know what? I'm, you know, I, when, when, do, when people do that to me, I, I, I think I did bad. And I, say, I, I back up and I said, my, my bad. Sorry. I ain't going to stay there and fight. Come on. We got to know who we are, church. You got to know the enemy's plan, how he wants to bring you in and blow your testimony. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, you're out there fighting the streets, and here comes pastor driving by. What the heck's going on? <laughs> 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 What's going on there? <laughs> Let go of her, Carol, Carol. Let go of her. <laughs> Amen. Listen, church. If you're not, you have to die to live. And if you're not living, then you have not died. There's power in the one, church. It always starts with someone. Someone. Listen, the key to effective world-changing ministry lies in the power of a single soul that is transformed by Jesus Christ. 
The Bible is full of people who were unlikely to do anything good, and God used them to accomplish great things. God used an ordinary people, ordinary people to do extraordinary things and accomplish great purposes for his kingdom church. Come on, there was a man by the name of Ed Kimball. Anybody know Ed Kimball? Huh? Come on, anybody heard of him? How about Billy Graham? Anybody hear about Billy Graham? Hallelujah. Well, Ed Kimball was a Sunday school teacher who led a young man to the Lord by the name of D.L. Moody. Some of you guys maybe know D.L. Moody. Well, D.L. Moody became a preacher, and he went to England and led another man to the Lord named by Frederick Meyer. Frederick, too, became a preacher and one day was visiting, was invited to visit America. There, there was Wilbur Ch- uh, uh, Ch- uh, Chayman, who got saved and ended up partnering with Billy Sunday. He invited an evangelist called Mordecai Ham from Louisiana, Kentucky. He preached at a meeting where Billy Graham got saved. Billy Graham became the most popular evangelist all over the world that everyone knows. But it started with an ordinary person by the name of Ed Kimball. A nobody. Come on, who won another nobody and started this domino effect that ended up with millions, listen, millions getting saved because of this one person, church. All because one person won one soul to Christ. You can change the world by simply sharing your faith. Come on. And inviting another human being to come to know Jesus. Church, this is what has become the strength or is the strength of Praise Chapel. Amen? 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2 says this, You have heard me teach things that have been confirmed by many other reliable witnesses, Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will be able to pass them on to others. Come on, this principle, church, uh, come on, uh, uh, reaching the one, uh, searching for that somebody, amen, has been proven over and over again, amen. Who knows where the next Billy Graham will come from? Uh, Maybe right here at PCLV. Come on, maybe through you. It all starts with the one. Church, God is looking for someone. He's searching for someone. Come on. It takes one to win another, to win another, to win another church. And who knows who will reach or who God will use to reach or who you may even become because you accepted him in your life, church. This is not singled out to just men, church. Come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. This involves you. Come on, we need some radical ladies. Hallelujah. Some of these ladies are more radical than the men. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, we pray for people and they go, get out of here. You're not praying, right? (laughs) You simply just go like this. Come on, we got to respect. Come on, when they stand in authority, you you, you got to stand in authority, church. God is so good. But you got to know who you belong to. But in order to truly live, church, you got to truly die. 
And if we're not dead, then the enemy can grip us with fear of all kinds. And that's what he does. He comes to bring distraction. He comes to bring confusion. That's what he tried to do in 2020 to the church. I mean, he tried to bring confusion to the church. He tried to bring separation. He brought, he brought churches fighting against each other. The body of Christ, we were fighting against each other. Saying, shut down, open up. What's wrong with you? Where's your faith? Did you see? And he was just laughing. He just laughed at all of us. And we had to take turns. We had to say, you know what? What is God saying through all this? Let God be God in your church. Let God be God in my church. Amen. We got to follow what God is saying to the body. And so those are the times that we needed to bend our ears towards God and get instruction from God. But that's what he does. He comes in and he, and he brings division and he brings, brings all this lies and chaos and whispers and all this stuff. But if we're true and we know who we are, then we know who's the liar and who's God. The Bible says that his sheep know what? His voice. And so he's a deceiver. And if you're not, if you're not close to the, to the shepherd, then you're not going to know his voice. You can say, I know him, but you got to have that personal, that personal relationship with him and say, no, 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 you're, you're a counterfeit. That's not God. Get thee behind me, Satan. So that's when we start to really start to war. And that's why prayer life is so important for us, church. And that's why we need to die daily to ourselves in order to truly live. And so we wake up every morning dying to ourselves just like Paul did every day. I died to myself every day. And he says, I mean that. I died. You start to name the flesh that you know that needs to die. And you crucify that flesh. And you put on the new man in Christ Jesus. You put on, he says, put on the full armor of God. You got to know what your armor is. You got to know the belt of truth and shoes of the gospel of peace. You got you to know the breastplate of righteousness. You got to know that shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and the swords. You got to know your weapons, church. And you know what? I don't worry. I pray. Paul says, I pray. I ask God what I need and I thank him for the things he already done. And I know that he'll pass, give me peace that passes all my, uh, surpasses all my understanding. God, that's what the Holy Spirit, he empowers us, church, to do what we need to do. But we have to die to self. And when you die to self, then something starts to live inside of you. Faith starts to grow inside of you. And now you start to believe that God is a God that he says he is. He is a healer. He is a provider. He is all Je he is he's the beginning, he's the end, amen. He he's Jehovah Rapha, he's Jehovah Nishi, he's he's all this. We start to believe that. And we start to stand on this. So when trials and storms come our way, I'm not gonna be moved. I'm gonna stand on his word. I'm gonna stand that he's gonna heal me from this sickness. I'm gonna stand on this cancer, be gone from my body in the name of Jesus. You're standing on the great healer. The great physician of our, of our, of who we are. He's the, he's the husband to the husbandless. Come on. He's your everything. He's my everything. Come on. He has to be your everything. And when you start to know that church and you start to truly live, worry has to take a back seat. Worry has to leave because it's, it can't even come into my house. Amen. It, it may try to sink in. It may hit me or something, but I, boom, I, I, I cast it down. I said, get away from me. I'm, we're all normal. We're going to worry. We're going to, we're going to have some doubts, but we got to snap it out and say, no, 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 get away from me and stand on faith, church. And when you do that, you have victory. The devil can't scare you. 
He can't. He can't touch you. He can't harm you. <laughs> he can't. He can't harm me. Victory's already ours, right? Come on, he took, he took the keys to hell, death, and the grave. Even if he took me out, if I died two years ago, guess what? I still won. I'd just be home right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'd be part of the cloud of witnesses. Amen. Cheering you guys still on. And I hope that you would believe that. You know what? That pastor's okay. Amen. He, he, just, he just beat us to the punch. Hallelujah. That's all it is. But, but, but there's plans. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand. I don't question it. I don't know why I stay and so others don't. Amen. I, I can't do that. He's God. He's God. Amen. And that's all I need to know. He's God. And he sees the future that you don't even see. He sees disasters coming that you don't even see. So sometimes I think he saves us from the even greater disasters. Come on, he saves the soul right now and says, you're strong enough to handle this right now because he doesn't give us anything we can't handle, right? Come on, so we got to believe that God is in full control, even through death. Come on, somebody. And when you do that, death cannot fear you, can't grip you, church, right? Stand in the authority that God has given you. Let me share this story real quickly. Back in the beginning, back in Sahara days, who was a part of the Sahara church? You've been there. Hallelujah. Oh, I've been there. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Sahara people, stand up. Come on, just stand up. These are the OGs right here, guys. <laughs> These are the ones that have been with me since the beginning. In and out, whatever it is, they were there in the Sahara. That was a, go ahead and grab a seat now, guys. But they were there in the beginning. But in the beginning, you know, all this is brand new. We come out here. I'm excited. I'm, I'm believing God for everything. Amen. I'm believing, oh, God, you're going to give me the city. Well, we're going to have a Bible boom. Because he gave me all kinds of stuff. Amen. That, 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 that's unfolding right now. Amen. But God, God's a man of his word, right? And so what he says is going to come to He has an oath over my life. Amen. Over this church. Amen. But back in the beginning, man, it was a great time of just starting off. But I remember a group of disciples. Amen. And I'm discipling. Amen. And these ushers. Amen. And we have an evangelist that comes into a place I think it was uh, I think it was Abraham I'm not sure who was there but there, but but a demon manifested and it, this guy went down amen and all the brothers were just praying like oh let's pray for this brother whoa they're like this and all of a sudden the, the brothers started to elevate and I can see fear gripping my ushers and I said, don't give in to fear, church. I, to the guys, I said, don't give, don't give in to fear right now. Believe right now with your authority and start to pray right now. And so we started praying. I said, start to pray, start to talk in tongues, and, and just start to just, uh, just start to grab control of that. And all of a sudden, they, they just started grabbing their faith, and all of a sudden, he started going back down. And I told the guys, don't ever let that fear you. Come on, the demon may come in here. The demon's going to do all kinds, but we have authority. We have the authority over any demon, over anyone that has to submit to ourselves. We have the power, church. And when you start to have that power inside of you, you can tell any demonic force in your house to get out, and it has to get out. You tell them you can't live anymore. You serve an eviction. You serve them. You get them out. You cast whatever you got to do. Get them out. You have that authority. You see something on your kids, say, oh, no, no, come here. Come here, girl. Come Lay hands on that, that child. Hallelujah. Get out. You can't have her. Can't have my son. You can't have my daughter. Come on. You have the, the authority. And if you establish that authority in your house, let me tell you, that demon can't even cross, can't even cross that, 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 that your house. Amen. It can't. It can't. It can't. It has to leave. It trembles. It has to leave. Oh, no. Mike, we got to pass this house. Mm -mm. Get out. 
Come on. I open the door. They get scared. Hallelujah. Whoa. He's home. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. They got to be scared of you. You have the authority, church. But the only way you stand in that, you got to die. Die to self. Because you allow self to figure out this stuff, it confuses you. And then the, and the enemy takes over and starts to whisper his, his seeds of doubt and confusion, church. Stand in the authority that God has given you and watch what God does in your life. You'll start to live. And you'll start to do great things. And you'll start to build the body of Christ. Come on. Hallelujah. Give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. As I close today, man, there are countless of stories that we can go over and over of the power of God reaching the one church. And I mentioned a few to demonstrate the power of one changing the world. This is what drives us here at PCLV. And one of those drivers is that we are searching for someone. Amen. Someone that will stand in the gap and say, I will believe for my family. I will believe for this city. I will believe for this nation. I will believe for this cause. And when you stand in that, then God can move. Amen. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Amen. Let's all stand up. Hallelujah.